0: Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Here is my friend and the host of Race Forward, Pastor Chuck Allen.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Race Forward, God and Race Relations. I'm with new friends today, I've got my old sidekick, Mauricio Manessis, with me, but along with him is a much prettier face than Karan Boston, his dear bride, Laura <laughs> Manessis, who is actually one of the nicest people on the planet. Uh, but they have a story that is at the heart of what we're talking about today, and that is what happens in the 21st century right here in the good old U.S. When a dude from El Salvador what what married, huh? No, I was just <laughs> cheering for myself. Sorry. You know what, Mal? Don't don't be cheering for yourself yet. It's not time. I mean, Sorry, I, we Sorry. all know we all know you married so far out of your league. But don't get do. fired up yet because we're it's about a... to hammer you. I mean, we've <laughs> we've got the guy. We we we've got our neighborhood Latino in the house who married. A little southern belle from North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, and so uh, I thought it would be a lot of fun to have a convo while I had these guys to talk a little bit about what is it like in America to have a brown dude and a white gal that come together. But y'all did something that was completely opposite of what typically happens because you actually mar- you actually met south of the border. Uh-huh. When you got married, you were south of the border. Uh-huh. And then you had Laura move to Mexico yeah. to live with you yes. instead of you coming to the States. Yes. Yeah. So, so let's first, let's get a couple of intros out of the way. First, this is Laura Manessis, everybody. And Laura, tell everybody just a quick history of you. And I want the real truth of how you met Mal.
0: Um, Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited. I told you she
1: was Southern. Here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's again much more
0: Southern. Hey, y'all. So, I'm originally from North Carolina, born to a um, Southern Baptist pastor. Oh, boy. And um, grew up in North Carolina, (laughs) then moved to Alabama. Deep South, and um, so just grew up underneath that Christian um, household, to incredibly godly parents, um, and then ended up when I was um, in college on a mission trip to Mexico, which is where I met um, my wonderful Latino man, and God just did what only God can do, and knit our hearts together. And, well, let me um, just stop
1: right there and say we the all of us that know you know that only God could do this.
0: Whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> So uh all right, so now Mal, let's just jump in here. So you you meet this sweet the sweet young lady mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, how quickly can I corrupt her? Was that the goal or what was
2: man? I was like, Ay Dios mío, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love what you've done here, Lord.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm I'm with you now. But so let's let's dive into it. So now, uh, you guys meet, you get married, you've made pretty babies. uh, But tell me what what it was. What was it like, Laura, when you and Mao were living in Mexico? Uh, because literally knowing a little bit of the ministry, it's not like you were. It's not like you were living on the side of Cancun. That's the uh, all-inclusive side. You were on the side where all of the labor that makes self-inclusive happen happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, tell me what that was like.
0: Well, it was very different. It was a huge culture shift for me, um, especially because most people see a white girl down in Mexico and they assume that she's there to party. Um, and I was living, like you said, in the real Cancun and pastor's like, I would get stopped all the time. I would get stopped by police officers asking me if I was lost. Had I been kidnapped? Did I need help getting back to my hotel? Um, I got strange looks all the time, especially when we would go to little taco stands. It was almost as if kind of like, does <laughs> this white person do here? This is not the part of town that she belongs wow. on. Now, now, granted, everybody was always very kind and welcoming to me, but it was, there were always looks, there were always kind of question marks as to that yeah. she's not supposed to be here.
1: Wow. So I, you know, I can't really quite imagine that, um, but I wonder if, Mal, so when, when you're in Mexico and you're newly married and uh, you guys are putting a family together, but you're running a ministry, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I think, harder than running a business. But um, what's what is it like as you tried to describe to friends and family? Hey, I've met this sweet girl, uh, but she's not brown. She's not from South America, Central America. She this little girl came out of the deep south. What? What happened familial in that space?
2: So, thanks, man. The, the the first thing that people think is, all right, how drunk is this girl? Uh, that she <laughs> yeah. is on this side of town. Yeah, and how yeah. drunk is this girl that she married this dude? And 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 uh, you know, a lot of people. And, and, and let me talk about both sides. You know, in, in Mexico, uh, everybody's thinking, all right, this dude is looking for an opportunity, uh, and this is the segue. And, uh, you know, he's going to marry uh, a blue passport and then they're going to move to the U.S. and uh, he's going to get his citizenship and, and done and done. On this side, they're thinking about Laura as like, how low are her standards that she would go out of her way to marry a Mexican? Because wow. Everybody thinks, you know, about that. Now, being down there running a ministry, which you're right, is harder than running a business. Uh, we, we got to a point where my friends, when they realized that we had married out of love and purpose, godly purpose, um, they realized that we were both called to stay in Mexico and their first reaction is like, what in the world are you doing? You know, why are you not taking advantage of this opportunity to go to the U S and mm. and you know and, and of course in in both of our minds our hearts and our mouths it was just uh, I guess a testimony of saying you know we are here because we're called to be here and we're marrying each other because we love each other not because yeah. she's finding a way to live in Mexico or me to live in the states you know
1: you know the sad thing is is that what you just described oftentimes is the construct that Americans put around the word race mm-hmm. you know uh, the, the Bible never references people or people groups as a race. Nowhere in scripture do we find race. What we describe is everybody being of one blood, you know? And I think when you take this a little deeper, I mean, it of course, at some point it emphasizes that we're all related, right? all of us humans being descendants from the first Adam. And as Christ comes also a descendant of the last Adam. But that's why the gospel Uh, doesn't give us room to allow race to segregate us, nor does the Bible, I don't care what redneck pulls out an old KJV and goes crazy on you, the Bible at no point looks at a marriage between a black woman and a white man or a Latino man and a white gal or an Asian person and an African-American, mm-hmm. God never at any point gives any instruct any instruction outside of that a man and a woman come together in love and are bound together by his love. And so mm-hmm. I, I find it interesting that there is this construct of race and you look at the two of you, and one of the things, like my daughter, when the first time she met you guys, I thought it was interesting the first thing she said of you two, and I, this, she's not the only one that said this, but has referred to you two as, wow, those two really love each other. And I think this is this is a cool model for any young couple to hear and to look at and say, love truly is the thing that conquers all things. Mm-hmm. And um, so, tell me a little bit uh, about when you when you moved back to the states. Did you have similar problems, I mean, or or I don't know their problems, but did you, did you have similar instances that became problematic?
0: I think we have. We definitely have. Um, I get a lot of, well, he only married you or loves you because he wanted a green card. <laughs> um, you know, and what mouse said is correct. You know, we've gotten tons of questions of well, what's wrong with her? You know, what kind of issues does she have or or insecurities does she have? Wow. Has she lowered herself to marry and and people that stood beside me on my wedding day are people that have said these things. Um wow. and that what is so incredibly wrong with them? It'll never last. Um, and so stateside it's just been very different. For me, it's she's dumb, he doesn't really love her, and for him. It's complete opposite of, oh, he played his card right, and now, you know, he was able to get a citizenship. So it's people see it as a usage and not that we could, heaven forbid, actually care and love each other.
1: You know, the sad thing, and when I hear that, I mean, it really does kind of break my heart to think that uh, we live in a culture that wants to be able to uh, forget the fact that the only reason people think that there are these kind of differences— are because of the ignorance in the culture they were raised in. Right. You know, the sad thing is the thing that that breaks our heart most oftentimes is ignorance Correct. and how it plays itself out in mm-hmm. what what we say. I mean, you know, the Bible truly is right. Wh- whatever's down in the heart is coming out of the mouth, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, what's 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 interesting about that, Laura, is the first time I met Mal, uh, my first thought was, Wow. What a bright guy. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of. And I know when my wife met you, Laura, the first thing she told me about you is, wow, that's a really sharp girl. Uh, Mal, what is what's it like on what's it like on your side of the feds living here in the U.S.? Because, um, I mean, let's face it, you you are when people look at you, it's not like they question, Okay, is that a brown guy? Right. I mean, nobody's going to look at you and say, huh, I wonder, you know, I well, mean, no, baby. yes, right. And so, but but what I also I think our listeners would find this interesting that I mean, Mal Manessis is never going to be one of those guys that um, that when you're around him, you think to yourself, wow, this guy doesn't hang around with people in need. You spend your entire life helping people in need. And so there you have this laundry list of people in our community that look to you for that. So what is it like on both sides of the fence? Because let's face it, you're a you're a pastor on a staff of uh, still a, a pretty, pretty white church, mm-hmm. but you find yourself serving people of every color that are in need day after day after day. So what is it that you experience inside of this?
2: See, for me Chuck, it, it's it's a challenge because this is America is a land of opportunity and and I realize that and and, and I love America for that very reason, uh, but my calling to be here uh, goes beyond just the fact that I married my wife. We would uh, my white wife, we would still be here if we were both were black or if we both were Oriental or if we both were you know any any color or any race. Uh, we're here because of a calling and the opportunity that this country represents to me is what you were referring to earlier. That uh, the Bible doesn't refer to race, but it refers to tongue and knees. And it doesn't say brown knees, yellow knees. Every knee will bow and every right. tongue will confess. It doesn't say Spanish. It doesn't say brown. It doesn't say yellow. It doesn't say English. I didn't say any of that. So to me, it's it's precisely that calling. Now, uh, let me tell you, I mean, some something funny. I When Olivia, our youngest and whitest kid, uh, was born, I was walking around her on one of my daddy duty days, and I was carrying her. And this woman at Walmart literally stopped me and said, where did you get that baby? Is that baby yours? And she no. me, proceeded to call 911 because she looked nothing like me. Now she does look a little bit like me. Now that she's grown up a little bit, back then it was she was a little snowball. I mean, as a matter of fact, that's, that's what we called her. And she stopped me and said, "Hey, I'm calling nine one one. This baby can't be yours." I'm like, "She is mine. I I promise you." And, and you know, and little little things like that. That uh,
1: we- okay? That's that's awful. I mean, true. I mean, <laughs> if our listeners could have seen my mouth during that, I literally <laughs> yeah. fell open because I'm just imagining someone coming up to you saying where'd you get that baby
2: and and, and here's the funny thing that as soon as i said i lady i promise you she's mine oh you speak english i was like
1: oh Oh, gosh that's (laughs) even worse i know (laughs) she keeps uh, digging a (laughs) hole here what was that (laughs) oh my gosh that's just
2: horrible but listen i mean truly couple as a family we've had to make a decision to step above I just rise above all those things because of our calling. And yeah. as you said, our lives uh, in, in involve being with people that need help to deal with these issues and in and, and a more real and, and, and tangible way. And what I mean by that is we have the privilege of, of having our documents in, in order because of the opportunities that God opened. Some people don't have that privilege or or, or can't afford that. and and. For us, it's become a ministry avenue to be able to help people that are dealing with very similar things that have nothing to do with money, but sadly have everything to do with color. And and it's it's wow. amazingly, uh, it's just sad how it happens. Yeah, it really it happens is. more than we would think.
1: Yeah when i when I hear that, I mean, Laura, my my heart breaks for both of you, but but it also. Uh, I think a little differently because I have six daughters. I also think about how incredibly strong your children are and will be because of the experience that they have had in what the world would call an interracial marriage. But the fact is, the scripture would say the only thing that would be interracial is when a believer marries an unbeliever. I mean, that's the only interracial scripture would ever talk about. I mean, at no point does God separate uh, the three of us, and in particular, you two. So, well, I will say you you did make really pretty babies, yes, did. but I can't imagine the power they have because of what they experience at home, the, the help that they will be as they continue to, uh, to convey their life lessons throughout their friendship and as they mature. But from 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 your side of the fence, because I mean, you're you're as active in ministry as Mao is, if not more, mm-hmm. and uh, the two of you are strongly independent people, and yet I've it, it's watching you. You can see how and how dependent you are on each other, also. So, you're, I mean, you're 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 a you're a walking contradiction to so oh. many marriages, and so when I think about you two guys, and I hear people say, "Wow, they're loving each other," Laura, what's been the key? What What's been the key to a strong marriage with you guys?
0: I think the key has been allowing each other to be who we are and accept that, which in our mm. in our situation, Chuck We are as different as night and day. I am white Southern. he is he is fully Latino, and I love that about him. And I think getting to know each other's cultures and accepting not trying to change him, not trying to say, Hey, you need to be more white or him telling me you need to be more Latino. It's accepting each other for who we are and embracing that. And the thing is that a lot of people will look at interracial marriages and think that we are so much less because we married outside of our race. We married outside of what is expected of us. I am so much more because of who I married. And I'll even say because of the color of his skin, because I, I, uh, my children know two languages. We can flitter in and out between two different cultures. We see wow. the world differently. We do not see. It's not that we don't see color, but we live in both worlds. So I know that most people who look at Latino people and say, "Oh, they're not people," or don't see them as people, they are people because one sleeps beside me every single night, and his hurts are the same hurts that I go through. And so I yeah. think the key is just. Accepting every single difference and knowing that God had made him who he is and who I am because he knew that we would be stronger and more together than we are. And that includes our color and our cultures and our languages.
1: Wow. I I absolutely love that. I'm re- I'm reminded, listening to you, that the church uh, could greatly relieve the tensions in uh racial tensions here in america and and really could race forward by putting god in the middle of this conversation Mm -hmm. if only we could recognize and teach that all people are descended from one man and one woman equally created before god and yet uniquely created to make one another uniquely better together yes and uh mal i want to i want to wrap up today by asking you this what would be your uh what would be the best counsel that would you you would give a young man or young woman about to enter into a marriage with someone that may not be the same color or possibly just a radically different culture?
2: I would I would strongly advise to first uh always check yourself. Uh, hmm. we we I grew up thinking that we Latinos, we were the you know, the only, not, not the only race, but you know. Just that Latino pride. And I believe that on this side of things, it's the same thing. So we are both guilty of that. I would definitely say be, be open to learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have the opportunity and the willingness – to learn, then you're missing out on on the picture of what heaven is is going to look like. I, yeah. I, I I definitely want to encourage people that maybe are are, are have the blessing of, of being married to somebody of a different race. But if if you if you don't if you don't have that opportunity, I would say that you embrace race and try to find to connect with someone. Um, of a different race so that you understand what the Lord's purpose in creating us different was. Uh, we are yeah. all of the same value. We just, you know, look a little different. And that's something that I've learned from Laura, that, that, that we that we love and that we embrace, that we accept and that we grow together. And, and God allowed each other uh, on each other's life um, as part of our training for ministry. And so that's man, that is
1: so good. Yeah. That is so good. Well, let me wrap up this segment by saying, one, thank you for both of you for being willing to speak openly and candidly uh, and to to say, man, I just love you guys. I, I love you as individual people, but as a couple, you really are a shining light on a hill for so many people to look and say, this is what it's like when people genuinely love one another. And Christ is at work with a family because you and your family, it, I, I, one thing that's awesome about your kids is your kids know how to work. Your kids know how to minister to people. You know, they know how to love people. And that's uh, that's evidenced in how you guys live your life. And I think that's a great picture. So if you have any questions, you want to reach out to uh, to this couple, start by just getting to uh, Mal, and you can just send him an email at Mauricio at SugarhillChurch.com. And I promise you, he will answer and help you in any possible way, because he does that every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to reach out to Laura, it's just uh, laura at sugarhillchurch.com, and uh, she will be happy to answer any questions. Both these guys are, are some of the most loving, gracious people on the planet. And uh, I again, I thank you guys for sharing with us. So thanks so much for joining us today on Race Forward, God and Race Relations. And we'll see you back again next week. God bless you. Bye now.